Hello, Housers. Welcome back to another episode of On the Way Home. I'm your host, Michael Braithwaite, and I have the great honor of being part of the Blue Door team, an organization up in York, Durham, and Peel regions, supporting our most vulnerable in the areas of housing, health, and meaningful employment. If you want to find out more about the work that we do at Blue Door, we do some cool, innovative, fun stuff uh, with 100 plus people there. Go to bluedoor.ca and check us out. We don't do this uh, on our own. We have a great partner in the Canadian Alliance and Homelessness. Hey, they just, uh, I just came back from Halifax. What an amazing, another amazing conference there. Um, I love what, what Tim Richter and his opening remarks said, you know, there's so much darkness right now in the world, but he saw a lot of light in that room with the 1700 plus people that were there. Uh, and he was absolutely right. It gives you a lot of hope that we could turn the corner on housing and homelessness uh, in this sector. They do incredible work besides, uh, and they announced next year's conference will be in Ottawa. So stay tuned for more info on that. They do a lot of training and advocacy work. Check out C-A-E-H at C-A-H.ca to find out what they're doing there. Uh, we have an awesome guest today uh, in Grayson Johnson. She is from CMHC. CMHC has really uh, taken, uh, taken it to heart, the challenge we have around providing uh, housing across this country. We know that we need over 3 million homes in addition to the millions of homes already planned uh, by 2030 to serve Canadians and make sure everyone has a safe and affordable place to call home. Uh, CMHC runs a, a whole variety of different programs or puts a, a bunch of different things out there to help fund programs with a hope of getting that done. Today we talk, Grayson comes on, and she is a senior specialist in innovation and partnerships with CMHC. We talk about this program, Level Up, part of the Housing Supply Challenge, round five, uh, the different streams that it has, what, what they're really looking for, the objectives of that. And it's not really just, they're looking for proven solutions that you can scale and kind of get to a systems level. We talk all about that, uh, what they're looking for, what the funding includes, what a successful program uh, or project will look like, the different stages, how they go about evaluating and choosing, um, moving forward, all the details. You want to listen in. Uh, this is really cool and innovative stuff as Level Up is part of the innovation piece of CMHC. Uh, take a listen. I think you'll like it. I'm hoping you'll apply and spread the word. Uh, we need people to apply and get the funding. I think there's there's for round one, if you're successful, there's a million. Round two, it's it's uh, three million. And round three, it's five million for the three kind of winners, three best ideas that come out of this. So So real money to make real change happen. Uh, and it's all here in the podcast. Uh, you want to take a listen and write it all down and then Google up CMHC, level up and find out um, everything else so you can apply in December. Take a listen. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. This is so great to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm always eager to see what people's answers are to this question. This actually got turned around on me a couple of weeks back, and I was, I was stumbling for an answer. It's not an easy question, but it, it really is. There's no wrong answer because it's so personal. And that is, what does home mean to you? I love that question. I think home for me is a place where I feel loved and a place that I can, uh, I can love back as well. And so that's not only an apartment, uh, it's also a neighborhood, the land that you live in, a place where you feel like you can contribute and you feel like it's shaped you. So I, I would say that's home for me. Many homes, actually. I'm lucky to have many homes. Very cool. Now, when you say many homes, it's not because you have 
you know, scattered real estate. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know what I was thinking? Well, I live in Ottawa now, but I grew up in Southwestern Ontario. And so when I was thinking about that, I was thinking <laughs> of the feeling of driving home to, to my parents' place and uh, yeah, right. of being surrounded by the farmland and the different types of trees. And it's a, it's a different ecology than, uh, than Ottawa, but it also feels like home. And I've, I've been so fortunate to be in this place that um, has become a different home for me. Yeah, so many homes in that regard not uh, i'm a renter so i have zero homes <laughs> you're not a real estate tycoon okay that's good we got that in a way that's a different podcast um yeah. but i love that um that piece there's uh jesse thistle had a quote and i know uh, fred victor center used that on a t-shirt that just said home is love and mm. i always always really like that and it very much is you started to, to talk about your journey where you grew up um can you take us on a little bit of a journey into this work? How did you get started? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah, I've been with CMHC for a little while now. I joined in May 2021. And before that, I was a co-founder of a nonprofit that was largely working in the U.S. And they trained people how to rebuild their neighborhoods. And so we would work with people, particularly in neighborhoods where um, they were having a hard time taking the next step. You know, lenders wouldn't lend there or um, it was just really challenging for them to get what their neighborhood needed. So that's where I started. Uh, and I, I was um, in that field for about six years before joining CMHC. And then when I joined our innovation division, became very interested in the housing supply challenge and the projects that have been funded through that. And so I really gravitated towards that program within CMHC. And that's how I found myself um, being tasked with one of the being one of the co-designers for this uh, fifth round of this housing supply challenge called Level Up. Very cool. And let's talk more about uh, Level Up. How did this come about? Where does the name Level Up come come from? And uh, what, what's the main objective? Yeah, well, it, it came from listening and uh, learning from previous projects and from doing quite a lot of uh, stakeholder interviews in the space. And so what we heard over and over again and what we saw over and over again in, uh, in the field is that there's lots of people that are working on housing innovations, uh, a lot of solutioning happening in this world. And uh, what scaling requires is a different question. It's this question of coordination. And so we knew from the outset that we wanted to have a scaling round, something that was taking solutions that had either been funded before or, or things that um, had been connected through all of our innovation work and scaling it to the next level. And that's where Level Up comes from. Uh, and then the question became, what does that look like to scale? What is the effective way to scale? And of course, that's where this sort of piece around um, coordination came from. And the, the main objective is increasing the adoption of system level solutions that are going to transform Canada's capacity to produce more community and market housing faster. And so there's two pieces to that. There's this innovation that comes in, how do you increase adoption? That's one question. It's actually a very tricky challenge for a lot of innovations. And then there's the innovation itself of, you know, how are we going to do things differently to either make timelines faster or increase what we're able to produce with a given set of inputs. And, uh, and so that's where Level Up came from is uh, appreciating that there are so many people already innovating this space and getting things to the next level requires a, a different type of approach. And, uh, and that is the innovation that we're focused on for this round. I love that because I think 
a lot of the solutions are out there, right? Um, to move us forward to get get us out of this housing crisis, it is just how how do we scale them across and, and have a greater impact? Now, I, I think you might have been touching on it for this um, for level up. There's not one, but there's two streams. Yes, right? Can you tell us a little bit more about them. Yeah, there are two streams. There's one for community housing innovators and one for all housing innovators. And that's in recognition that there are different barriers that the community housing sector faces. And so when we're looking at the question of scaling, um, uptake is going to look different in community housing and also the type of thing that needs to be scaled. And so um, in the community housing innovator stream that's uh, available to nonprofits, governments and indigenous organizations that have a solution that is affecting community housing specifically at a system level. So they're looking at ways um, not just to increase the you know, units or hasten the timeline of a particular project, but at a system and a sector level, how can we increase Canada's capacity to provide more affordable housing? And that is going to face different challenges than the all housing stream, which is any any kind of solution and any kind of innovator. They could be for-profit, non-profit, universities, um, governments, uh, pretty much anyone that has a transformative solution that's using innovation to be able to produce more housing, both community or market housing, faster. Uh, so, so cool that uh, this is there. Now, it's just you and I talking here. What are you looking for in a successful application? How does someone how does someone get this funding? It's uh, such an, I can talk about themes and I almost am tempted to turn the question around on you because you speak to so many innovators that I, I almost want to ask you, you know, what, when I'm talking about this, what comes to mind? Um, but thematically, uh, in the community housing stream, it may be uh, people that are focused on increasing the inputs to community housing. So that's things like land, uh, capital, talent. Uh, so increasing that level of capacity, maybe overcoming fragmentation in the sector, uh, using economies of scale to help people overcome some of those costs, just making it easier uh, for community housing providers to be able to do their work and uh, to do that more cost effectively. And so there, uh, the important thing is that you're focusing on a system level. It's not just one project. It's, it's something that is going to have kind of permanent uh, impact impact on Canada's ability to deliver housing. And then in the all housing stream, uh, it could be, again, anything, but it's, it's going to be focused probably on things that are more uh, market housing uh, focused. So it could be construction technologies, adopting new construction technologies, addressing some of the supply chain dependencies for um, improved materials. Uh, it could be helping cities uh, adopt innovations that would make their approvals process uh, faster and easier, less intensive or, or burdensome for their staff. Uh, there are so many people that are innovating in this space. And really what makes a, an excellent application is one that it's proven, it's going to have impact. We know it's going to actually achieve these outcomes of more housing faster and that they have got the connections. They're making the connections across sector or um, within the industry that enables them to scale. And again, to this point of there are so many people that are innovating in the space and the way to scale it is often this matter of coordination of dependencies. There's often a chicken and egg challenge that uh, that people face when they're trying to do something differently. You've had other, uh, through the housing supply challenge, there's been other pieces before. When you talk about this is not the space to 
introduce something brand new. We're looking for proven things. This is the space now to scale, take that proven thing uh, and, and at a systems level and really scale it across, right? Uh, are there examples where you could say, even if it's not in Canada, of stuff that you see that this was great and now they're looking to scale or, or things where people kind of help uh, kind of wrap their head around? Um, Construct, a social enterprise by Blue Door, provides high-quality residential and commercial construction and property services in the greater Toronto area. More than a business with a heart, Construct is a real solution to preventing and ending homelessness. Through its eight-week paid skills trades training program, complete with wraparound supports and on-the-job work experience, Construct lifts people out of poverty and into opportunity. To hire Construct for your next project or learn more about Construct's employment program, visit constructgta.ca. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. What you're looking for. Yeah, a, a great example of how this, um, how different rounds have kind of tied together is uh, there's a project from the second round, which was called Getting Started. That one was about pre-development barriers. And there was a project in BC where there's an organization that was recognizing that there are so many small to medium-sized cities that want to make changes that enable more housing, enable more affordable housing, and are addressing all of the sort of infrastructure barriers to doing that. And one of the challenges in that space is that planners need to know how to make those changes. So even if the intent is there with the city, it's actually a, a quite a technical challenge to update the code and to do all of that. And so they created a, um, a gentle density accelerator, they called it. And uh, this is the organization of Small Housing BC. They created this gentle density accelerator, and it is a community of practice for planners, particularly in those small to medium sized cities to learn how to do all of these things that their cities have already said they want to do, you know, the hard part, that political will is there. Um, and so that type of training has now um, built this, this uh, groundwork of people that are able to support each other in making those changes. And then if they're thinking about scaling, you know, there are, um, they've been talking to cities about uh, how can we, if once we've changed the code, how can we then queue up, um, people that are able to build these things. So, um, you know, they started talking about uh, training uh, home builders on how to actually do the things that have now been changed into the code um, or working with pre-approved plans. And so that's the type of idea um, that's being explored that you can see it's started out as developing a solution. And when you get to the scaling question, it's about bringing in these other parts of the housing supply chain. Um, and so I hope that is helpful. Yeah, I, I think so uh, very much. So it's interesting you say like so many people want to do it, but lack the ability I, I look at. Um, we we have nine municipalities or yeah, nine municipalities in New York region. One of them is Newmarket and, and our mayor, uh, and he's probably one of the strongest around housing uh, John Taylor in Newmarket it would not sign on in Ontario to 
the housing demands of, of the province because he said, we just can't do it. We don't have the capacity. I don't want to make promises I can't keep. We also don't have the infrastructure, meaning sewers and different things that we have lands on a problem, but that is so many years behind. Why would we commit to building housing that we can't service, right? So, so I mean, the ability to, even with, um, geez, was the accelerator fund? I think there was some difficulty there in small municipalities, not having the people power to put together you know, comprehensive applications. And so, so every little bit that helps uh, speed things up, uh, show the way and get housing built. Exactly. I think, you know, part of the aim of this program uh, is amazing. Tell us a few of the details. When is the uh, application, um, anything that you could supply for uh, listeners who are interested in, in applying? Yeah. So the application is due December 18th. It's a Monday and that's at 2 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> I always specify the Pacific. Uh, so that's the, the deadline. The application form will be available very soon on the Impact Canada website. If you're looking for that link, the easiest thing for you to do is just to Google CMHC Level Up, and that will take you to a web page that will give you the right link. Um, so I'm not going to spell out the URL here. Uh, but yes, the Impact Canada website is where you would... Um, apply. So the housing supply challenges run through Impact Canada. It's one of many challenges that they run, uh, taking the challenge approach to very sticky problems. And can you talk about dollar amounts? What are what can people yes. expect? Yes. So in stage one, we're looking for um, up to 20 foundational solutions, and those would be um, awarded with a $1 million prize. And then if you proceed through the challenge, so it goes until March 2025, uh, stage two, there are the prizes $3 million, and that would be for up to 10 uh, next level solutions. And then at the end of the challenge, the uh, game changers, the three game changers, our top solutions would be eligible for a, a $5 million $5 million prize, um, which is uh, exciting. And and also housing is very, very expensive to build. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's important to see that, you know, using these incentives is able to create a much larger impact than, uh, than necessarily taking a unit by unit approach. This is about changing the system itself that is providing the housing. Very cool. And, and so talk to us a little bit about the process, you apply, um, and what happens after that? We can people hope to, to find out how our decisions made. Yes. So once you apply through the Impact Canada website, uh, everything will be screened for eligibility. There's eligibility criteria on the application guide. And uh, and then they'll go through a review process um, with, uh, we've got some technical reviewers, but ultimately it's a challenge jury, an external challenge jury that is making recommendations on those solutions. And that challenge jury will be comprised of people with industry experience that are able to really speak to the um, practicality, the implementation ability of these solutions. Uh, and so we're excited to, I, I can't wait to take notes and just listen <laughs> on those types of, of deliberations and learn a lot from these experts. Very cool. People, you, you talked about, I love that simplicity of just Google CMHC level up um, <laughs> rather than spelling it out. But if people do have questions, once the application's there, I suppose the same thing on the website, it will give you a connection you can make to, to chat with some people. Yes. So there would be contact information on the uh, on the website that will direct you to. And uh, um, there's an email address there. Again, it, it's it, I can spell it out, but uh, you're probably just going to want to link it because it's kind of a French English translation, a long email address. Fantastic. Final question for you. I'm talking if I'm talking to you a year from now, 
What is your hope? Our hope is to see measurable improvement on the outcomes. And so that's increased adoption of system level solutions that are going to transform Canada's ability to produce more community and market housing faster. Uh, so it's, it's, all in, it's all there in the challenge statement. That's what success looks like. Very cool. And we know, I think it's uh, over 3 million houses now by 2030, 3 million in addition to what we already you know, had in, in the works. Uh, so we know that challenge is big and it's so cool to see the funding and the innovation and the thought process behind something like this. I encourage our uh, listeners to really think it through, uh, think of different things you could apply for, how you can work with others to level up and scale the brilliant ideas so many of you have uh, so we can make that change happen. Grayson, thank you so much for joining us today for uh, all the awareness and education you're doing around this uh, for this uh, a wonderful program at CMHC. Uh, we hope to see you again on the way home. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, likewise, thank you for helping spread the word on, uh, on housing innovations that are making a difference. An absolute pleasure. Bye. Hi, I'm Joel McLeod, co-host of the 905er podcast. The 905 is one of the most diverse and densely populated regions of Canada. Four and a half million of us live, work, and play in the area surrounding Toronto. That's more people in the 905 than actually live in Toronto. Each election, the 905 decides who forms our government at both the provincial and federal levels. So why isn't more attention being focused on us here in the 905? We're looking to change that. My co-hosts, Roland Tanner and I, tell the stories that define what we are calling the most important region in Canada. Each week, we bring to your attention news, culture, and issues that make up what it means to be a 905er. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Or you can visit us at 905er.ca to subscribe. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.